Welcome to the new episode of Starting Your Own Coffee Shop. I am Jerry Stolani, the founder of Cafe Chocolat in downtown DC. I had no experience when I started four years ago. And if I can do it, you can too. Tune in. Hello, friends. It feels good to be back to record after almost a two-month hiatus. I stopped because um, for a while because um, I, I had a, a, a bunch of projects uh, going on and they all were culminating at the same time. Uh, also, on uh, the coffee front, I finally came to an agreement with uh, our landlord to terminate the lease that we had for our downtown DC location for Cafe Chocolat. Um, it was a process that was, I would say, nine months in the making. Um, I'm pretty happy with where we netted out. I'm not sure the landlord is. And again, I can totally understand in this kind of situation. I'm just one of the businesses they had to deal with. I know a lot of the other um, kind of office uh, or consulting types of businesses that, that were in the building probably are not going to come back. Or if they're going to come back, they're going to come back in a, in a very, very small format since most people now are comfortable staying at home and working from home. But for, for our location in downtown D.C., um, it was a, a no-brainer to not continue operations. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people and everybody feels like business is going to come back. D.C., especially Washington, D.C., downtown is a, a different kind of animal. Uh, usually, in anywhere else in the, anywhere else in, in the U.S., in, in the food service industry, there is a slowdown in the summer months. And I guess you can expect a 20 to 30% decline in revenues for the summer months since people go on vacation, it's hot, you know, nobody's looking for like hot drinks. Um, but DC is uh, summer months are somewhere between a 40 to 50% decline in traffic, uh, decline in revenues because especially if Congress is um, completely closed in August, then a lot of restaurants have a really really hard time kind of staying afloat. Uh, so the only way they the only way they can stay afloat is if they continue doing catering or or something like that. So for for our industry, if you take in consideration, especially for my coffee shop, if you take in consideration the fact that everybody's working from home. And then add summer to it. It was, yeah, it wasn't gonna work out. Um, anyway, but the cafe chocolate situation is is not over yet. Um, I'm happy we're out of that location now. Uh, in retrospect, I know where another location would would need to open up. Um, what the makeup should be in terms of. In terms of demographic, in terms of location, um, also it was a great learning experience in the sense of we got to figure out what works in the menu, what doesn't work in the menu, what should we have in the winter, what should we have in the summer, uh, and we got to learn to see how other businesses that were able to stay afloat uh, were able to do it. 
this time around, I think uh, the next location we're going to open up, uh, I'm going to do it a little bit different. I'm not going to just go all in in terms of like trying to run the business, trying to do operations myself, trying to do everything soup to nuts myself. I think there's easier ways of doing things. And the other uh, most important part is I think um, it's also, especially if you're, if your goal is to open a chain of some sort, unless you're loaded and unless you have the best kind of organization in place, then you're definitely going to need uh, partners. You're definitely going to need different people with different sets of skills and financing is, is one of them. So uh, I'm probably going to start looking for uh, partners for uh, the next locations. I have a couple of places in mind, so we'll, we'll see where that nets out. So that's that for uh, Cafe Chocolate. I will probably spend some time in a future episode to talk about how to deal with landlords. Uh, what worked out for us, what didn't work out, how we were able to get uh, stuff done, how we were able to get out of a 10-year lease with the least pain possible and 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 you know what are some of the learnings right um in terms of leases and and how to deal with landlords what are some of their incentives cuz every everything comes down to incentives at the end of the day uh, what your incentives are and what the landlord's incentives are uh, so i probably won't be in the next couple episodes but i'll definitely spend some time talking about it in a, a future episode um so having said that I also wanted to you know thank each and every one of you who continue to listen uh I've, I continue to get feedback and I'm and I'm really really happy that th- these recordings seem to help uh some of you out there that's that's awesome like I said in the past when I started recording it was mostly like a vocal journal it was um i didn't expect anybody to listen to I me mean, it's so niche it's it's this is this whole podcast thing it's part journal part lessons and learnings and part confessions <laughs> so at least that's how i think about it and in my mind if if somebody wants to listen to them and get something out of them that's fantastic and if not if people don't find value in them that's fine too it it's um it's just a helpful exercise for me uh on my own so but you know i i get emails people ask questions i think it's awesome that there's a lot of you out there that are looking to start your own coffee shops. If I can help in any way, absolutely let me know. Um, my advice is free. Uh, so, you know, if you like it, great. If you don't like it, you don't have to do anything about it. Um, you can write to me at dolani at gmail.com. D-O-L-L-A-N-I at gmail.com. Um, 
the other thing, thank you for uh, for the feedback. Some of you have given me some technical feedback on the recordings. Again, I I don't sit here with like an agenda or with a plan on how this is organized. It's more of kind of stream of consciousness. Uh, and, um, and I do it on my phone with a um, very basic uh, microphone that a friend of mine gifted me. So yeah, so there's nothing technical here. It's just a, an iPhone app. Um, so I, I, you know, hopefully it's not very hard to, to hear, you know, my voice or, or the, the, the conversations that I have with different people, but, um, I'm, I'm not super technical, so you're just going to have to bear with me. Uh, what I wanted to talk about today is uh, a topic that just kind of sprung up because I was randomly, you know, searching something on Google and, and, and went down the rabbit hole and then ended up on some comments section on uh, some Quora coffee related topic. And this, uh, there was a, a comment there and I, I couldn't find it back. So I, I wish I could find it back so I could read it to you. But there was a comment that kind of struck a note with me. And it was uh, um, a comment made by uh, uh, um, some uh, lady who frequents a coffee shop and had a bad experience with a barista at the shop. And this is uh, a barista that she knows very well, uh, a barista that, you know, she tends to like. Um, and then apparently she goes to this coffee shop all the time. Uh, so the story kind of goes something like this. Um, the commentator, the core commentator, I'm just going to call her the, the coffee shop customer. So the coffee shop customer apparently goes to, to this coffee shop all the time. And there's a barista there who happens to be there, you know, is kind of like the main barista who, the, who is very chatty. Um, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with, with being chatty, right? But it sounds like this barista just complains all the time to this customer. So the customer was saying that one time when they, when she walked into the shop, the barista started complaining that about an hour ago, a homeless person had walked into the coffee shop. Um, and apparently he wasn't very well kept and uh, was smelly, according to the barista, uh, and then proceeded to order coffee and pay for it with a, a gift card, with a coffee shop gift card from this specific coffee shop. So she was complaining that he was in uh, and also was complaining that somehow somebody had given this uh, homeless person, uh, uh, had given this homeless person uh, a gift card. Um, and, and it just so happened that this lady who left the comment, this coffee shop customer was the one who had bought the gift card for the homeless person and had given it to him so that he could go to the coffee shop and order whatever he wanted. So that left a bad taste in, uh, this customer's um, you know, just left a bad taste for this customer. And, and she was saying that how she will stop going to this coffee shop again because she doesn't agree with the values of the shop. 
And this struck a note with me uh, for a couple of reasons. And, and I think the, the main thing is that baristas, especially the ones that have been around for a long time in the same shop and get to see a lot of loyal customers keep coming back, they tend to start putting customers in the friend zone. Right, So they start talking to them as if they're friends. They start treating them as if they're friends. And in my mind, that's a no-no. A coffee shop customer is a customer before they are a friend. I don't care if my baristas have made them friends in the process over the years and they go out drinking with them and go out for coffees and, I don't know, go on bike rides together. When that customer is at the shop, that customer is a customer first and a friend second, which basically means that you, as a barista, the number one priority for my baristas is to do their job first and then they can you know, kind of be friends. But when that customer is in the shop, I don't want to hear my baristas gossiping with them. I don't want to hear my baristas treat them as friends. And it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to make you wait for your coffee so I can give coffee to other customers. That person is a customer first, is a paying customer. If they got there before anybody else, they get the coffee first, right? They don't get to wait because they're friends. Now they're friends with the barista and the barista can make exceptions. Absolutely not. Um, and that can get... Uh, can get baristas and the shop in a lot of trouble, right? So here's this example, right, of this customer who tried to do something really nice for this homeless person. And I actually think buying a gift card from a shop and giving it to a family friend or anybody else is the best compliment that shop can get. Because what that tells me is that the experience this customer got is always been so good that they're willing to share that experience with somebody else on their own dime. There's no better compliment that people coming in and buying gift cards at your shop. So carry gift cards, push them as much as you can, and if people buy gift cards, just give them another thing on top of it, an extra coffee, an extra whatever, because by voting with their dollars to give this experience to somebody else, it's the best marketing you can get and it's the best compliment you can ever get, right? Uh, but going back to the, to the topic of customer service and, and treating customers like customers and not like friends is very important because when you treat them like friends, uh, you tend to loosen up and you tend to start making jokes that may be funny with your best friends but are not funny in a, in a customer relationship where somebody's paying for a service. Even if you think they're friends, uh, I have a couple of situations where I've had to fire a couple of people just because they felt like they got really close with the customer and it just so happened that they said the wrong thing at the wrong time and the customer decided, you know, they're not that much of a friend anymore. Uh, I can give you an example of um, there was this uh, customer who actually found my personal Gmail account and proceeded to send me a very long email about an interaction she had with one of my baristas uh, who had obviously had been the barista there for a couple of years. 
Um, and um, this barista had asked my customer or the customer as she was walking out if she was pregnant, right? Now, she proceeded to write back to me saying that, that and, and, and I quote, I come to this shop because it's my guilty pleasure. I come to this shop to buy a very sumptuous hot chocolate that I know it's a calorie bomb. And I don't need anybody to tell me that I've gained so much weight that people think they're, that I'm pregnant. And she felt so bad about this exchange that basically wrote to, wrote to me saying that she will never come back again because every time she'll try to open that door, she'll feel guilty and body shamed. Um, so I took my barista aside and I said, you know, what made you think this is a question you can ask, period? Well, his response is, well, she comes here all the time. We chat all the time and, you know, she's really cool and whatever. So I was just making friendly conversation. That is a no-no. I don't care how friendly conversation you think you, I mean, how friendly you think you are. Your customers are customers first. You don't talk about personal information. You don't ask them personal questions and there is absolutely no reason for you to feel like you have that kind of confidence with some some with a paying customer to be able to you know ask very very personal questions obviously i gave um this barista a warning uh, but it's but but stuff like this is really hard to, to, to manage and control uh, because customers come in all the time and customers will ask for that type of a friendly conversation. And if you're working as a barista, if you're working behind the bar, a lot of times you'll feel like you just know them, like they're really good and they're friends because they are there with you all the time. But you tend to forget that they didn't come there for you in the first time. They came there for the shop. They came there for the experience. You're just part of the experience. So you had a small, uh, you had a small percentage or very little to do with them being there the first time. But if you mess up, you're going to be the biggest reason as a barista, right? If the customer never comes back. Right, because service is key. Um, coffee is just coffee. If they if they like the coffee and you have good quality coffee, that's going to be the same. Generally speaking, right? If you if you maintain, if you temper, whatever, if you if you calibrate the machine correctly, the the product will be the product all the time. But service is the one that changes. So you want to make sure that your baristas are clear that they're not friends with the customers, that they should always treat the customers with the respect the customer deserve, deserve because they're paying customers before they're friends. And I don't care how friendly they are. Um, in another situation, I had uh, a barista make a joke to a customer 
one of the regular customers that was working in actually the building, she would come in every morning, get her coffee. Um, and, and the joke was, hey, you look like you got a lot of money. Why don't you send me some? That might sound like a joke, but you know what? Two days later, I got pulled over. I got pulled over on the on the on the hallway as I was walking uh, on the hallway of the building by this specific customer who said, "What I do with my money is what I do with my money. If I want to flaunt my diamond rings, I flaunt my diamond rings. I don't need a bar your barista to tell me, you know, that I look like I got a lot of money and he should get some of my money." Um, he thought it was a joke. Obviously, it wasn't very funny uh, to this customer. Um, and, and it's the kind of thing that will make the customers stop coming back. And I don't care how good the experience generally has been and how, or, or the product or whatever. If they'll feel uncomfortable walking in because somebody will ask some stupid personal question because they think it's a joke, they're not going to come back in again. Um, and that's it's so easy to to just ruin, you know, a great experience and it's so easy to keep a loyal customer from coming back um, and the only way to do it is to again I keep I keep pressing on this issue but it's really important um, that when you're training your baristas you absolutely have to spend some time on etiquette on what is something that can be said to customers and what is something that cannot be said to customers. Now, you can't go there with a script because, I mean, work is work and people are there all the time and they're going to get close to some people and some people are going to come in and it's like a barbershop. A customer will come in and we'll talk about, especially at our place, you know, they'll come in, they'll order a chocolate dessert of some sort and they'll talk about how they just got divorced and they'll come in in tears or whatever. So they'll share some personal information. Absolutely. But that's not, um, that's not a, a, a kind of like permission that does shouldn't give permission to your customers. I mean, to your baristas to all of a sudden feel like, like they have so much in common with, uh, with the customer that they can start, you know, sharing super personal information with a customer or, or uh, start joking with them and treating them like they're friends they've met, you know, that they've known for years. Uh, so that's, that's uh, a, a very important uh, part of, um, of the conversation. If you want to learn more about customer service, I think a, a good book, um, I mean, it's kind of predictable uh, because, you know, in customer service, you just tend to run into the same situations. People tend to ask the same questions. It doesn't matter what the industry is, right? I mean, there's there's a certain standard in customer service. But I think, I thought this book was really good. Um, uh, Treat Your Customers. Um, it's um, 30 Lessons on Service and Sales that I learned from my family's Dairy Queen store. Um, and this is by Bob Miliani. Um, so his family owned a Dairy Queen and, um, you know, so he decided to write a book about the, the issues that they ran into, uh, you know, with the customers. And some of, some of the things in the book are like very product related. Um, how do you make sure that the product is always the same? The standard is always the same, you know, and then how do you deal with, you know, angry customers? How do you deal with, uh, different issues? You know, so I think this was, uh, uh, a good book 
if you want to dive into it. Another one is, and I don't remember the name of the author, but it's the guy um, who started um, Shake Shack is, and the title is Set the Table or Setting the Table. Um, that one is also a, a good book about kind of the Shake Shack story, but also kind of like how do you start with customer service in mind. Uh, so that's also a, a good book. Uh, yeah, so with that, um, I think um, I think I I talked this topic to death. But um, um, yeah, let me know what you guys think. You know, pick up those books. Let me know what you think about the books. Um, if you have any similar experiences or your thoughts, you know, Adam, let me know what you think about you know my thoughts on customer service and my thoughts on how close your team should get to the customer, uh, I try to keep my team far from the customer in terms of like the friendship situation. Uh, but again, you know, I, I knew that there's a lot of people that come to the shop because they like a certain barista or they like a certain person uh, that works there. So I always, you know, made sure that that my baristas were friendly, that they kept the, the friendliness going and and things like that, but at the same time, I um, try to discourage them from just getting way too comfortable. I just didn't want them to get way too comfortable because I, you know, that's how problems start. Um, in any case, yeah. So I can be reached at Dolani at gmail .com. Um, Any questions you have, any feedback you have, uh, let me know. And any questions you have, I'd be glad to um, answer them. So until next time, good luck and. Um, yeah, keep drinking good coffee. Well, here we are at the end of this episode. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, keep an eye out for future episodes. We'll be bringing in uh, some people with some deep knowledge in various areas of running and owning a coffee shop or a coffee business. Um, so we'll give you guys chances to ask questions um, or even get live on one of our episodes as well. So until then, have a good rest of the day.